Salam Salam from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 12th of May, 2022. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. We kick off this edition with news related to last week's religious clashes that took the lives of 30 people and injured hundreds. The United Nations said it was shocked, and its High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet, expressed her condolences. The government has already detained almost 600 people suspected of having participated in the attacks and said that it will not tolerate the use of religion as a cover to instigate violence. Speaking of the UN, the Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs was hard at work trying to find out how many people in northern Ethiopia in the Tigray, Afar, and Amhara regions are in need of humanitarian aid because of the war between the government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front. The office revealed that almost 10 million people need humanitarian support. It also said that it needs almost 1 billion U.S. dollars to help these people get back on their feet. But unfortunately, the office said that it is more than 300 million U.S. dollars short, and that aside from providing aid in northern Ethiopia, it is also helping more than 60,000 Ethiopian refugees in South Sudan that were forced to flee because of the war. On that note about South Sudan, Ethiopia has signed a memorandum of understanding with this country to sell electric power. The Deputy Minister of the Energy Sector of the Water and Energy Ministry, Dr. Sultan Woolley, and the Executive Director of the South Sudan's Ministry of Electricity and Dams, Tom Remis John, put pen to paper on Saturday the 7th. According to this deal, Ethiopia will provide 400 megawatts of power to its neighbor South Sudan in total, with 100 megawatts coming in the first round. Officials of both countries said that this will further strengthen bilateral relations between the two countries. The National Movement of Amhara, a political party based in the Amhara region, has banned some of its members in higher positions after they were found engaging in acts that were inconsistent with the rules and standards of the party. So... How did the members react? Some called meetings, while others called for strikes and campaigns by creating groups on Telegram without authorization. The party has also issued its last warning to the head of the party, Christian Tadele. Speaking of political parties, the Ethiopian Citizens for Social Justice Party has issued a statement saying that it will hold a general meeting next month. As per the party's rules, at the meeting, the head, deputy head, chairperson, deputy chairperson, head secretary, and head of finance department will be elected. Candidates are allowed to start campaigning 19 days before the day of the meeting. The Ethiopian Citizens for Social Justice Party was established three years ago in May. The current head is the Minister of Education, Dr. Berhanu Nega, and the deputy head is the author and former political prisoner, Andwalem Arage. Their chairperson, Yeshua Sefa was a former head of another political party. Moving on to some news on education. A few weeks ago, we told you that the Ministry of Education decided to allow students who had sat for the national exam in the war-torn areas of northern Ethiopia and in parts of the Oromia region to take the exam again this year. This past week, students from the Consul Zone of the southern region have been added to this list because of the sporadic clashes between different ethnic groups. Out of the 824 students in the Consul Zone, who sat for the exam, only 51 managed to pass. The remaining 773 students will take the exam again this year. The Zone's Education Bureau has urged students to start preparing for the exam now, as it is expected to take place in September. The Education and Training Authority said that it has taken action against colleges that grossly violated the authority's standards. The authority made a surprise visit to over a hundred private colleges and more than 140 campuses in Addis. The authority took different measures on the 24 colleges that has grossly violated its standards. Some of these colleges were completely shut down. 
Others had some of their campuses or educational programs closed. The authorities gave warnings to more than 80 colleges that had minor violations. The U.S. government revealed the results of the Diversity Visa Draw, DV, on Sunday, the 8th of May. The DV is a program prepared by the U.S. government to issue visas to people from all over the world so that they can go to the U.S. to live and work there. Tens of millions of applicants take their shot every year, but only 50,000 make the cut. To participate in the draw, applicants must provide documents that show that they have finished high school or, if they haven't, proof of their work experience. The DV is very popular in Ethiopia. In fact, it's so popular that there are a lot of scammers that tell applicants that they have to pay them to see the results. If you've applied for this year's DV, you can check out the results using the link in the show notes. Ethio Telecom revealed on Monday the 9th that it has started to provide 5G internet service. Chief Executive Officer Frihiwat Tamaru said that this comes after months of preparations. Ethio Telecom said that it is providing the 5G network with equipment supplied by the Chinese tech giant Huawei. The internet service is only available in certain areas and Addis and Ethio Telecom users must have a device that is compatible with the network. Ethio Telecom revealed that only around 10,000 devices can be connected to the 5G network out of the total 75 million that are connected to Ethio Telecom. Unfortunately, the country's economy isn't doing as well as Ethio Telecom. Inflation has skyrocketed and the prices of food items have increased the most, especially food oil, sugar, and wheat. The government tried to cope with the inflation by allowing food items to be imported without value-added tax. The government also allowed Franco-Valuta privileges, but prices are still rising. So the macroeconomy committee of the prime minister's office decided to allow two government-owned corporations, the Industry Inputs Development Enterprise and the Ethiopian Agricultural Businesses Corporation, to import sugar, food oil, and through the deferred letter of credit system. It works like a credit card, but instead of money, Ethiopia borrows in food items. The Leza Award show we told you about a few months ago is getting closer, and one of the nominees was singer and actress Seya Damese. She was nominated for Best TV Show Actress for her role in a series called Rene. However, she revealed on her Instagram page that she won't be taking part in the award ceremony and has resigned her nomination. She also said that she won't participate in any kind of film awards in the future. She said that she has made the decision because of personal reasons, but thanked her fans, colleagues, and organizers of the award show. Speaking of celebrities, there's this Ethiopian musician that's on the rise. His name is Kasmasa. He burst into the music scene in January 2021 when he revealed an EP entitled Maleta which means Dawn. The EP was critically acclaimed and brought him a huge fan base. A year after the release of the EP, Kasmase released his debut album entitled Bahil and Aweg, which translates to culture and tradition. He combines elements of traditional Ethiopian sounds with modern hip-hop and claims to have created his own genre called Ensar. To check his first single and most successful piece, named after the EP's title, Maleta, follow the link in the show notes. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We told you what's going down in Ethiopia. Now it's your turn to tell your buds about Rorschach. Don't forget to subscribe and give us some feedback at Ethiopia at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Ethiopia. Ciao.